Chapter Twenty Three of A Daughter of Today by Sarah Jeanette Duncan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Mr. Rattray's proposal occurred as soon after the close of the season as he was able to find time to devote the amount of attention to it which he felt it required he put it off deliberately till then fearing that it might entail a degree of mental agitation on his part that would have an undesirable reflex action upon the paper mr rattray had never been really attracted toward matrimony before although he had taken in a discussion in the columns of the age upon the careworn query is marriage a failure a vigorous negative side under various pen-names which argued not only inclination but experience he felt therefore that he could not possibly predicate anything of himself under the circumstances and that it would be distinctly the part of wisdom to wait until there was less going on mr rattray had an indefinite idea that in case of a rejection he might find it necessary to go out of town for some weeks to pull himself together again it was the traditional course and if such an exigency occurred before july the office would go to pieces under the pressure of events so he waited becoming every day more enthusiastically aware of the great advantage of having miss bell permanently connected with the paper under supervision which would be even more highly authorized than an editor's and growing at the same time more thoroughly impressed with the unusual character of her personal charm elfrida was a find to mr arthur rattray from a newspaper point of view a find he gave himself credit for sagaciously recognizing and one which it would be expedient to obtain complete possession of before its market value should become known and it was hardly possible for mr rattray to divest himself of the newspaper point of view in the consideration of anything which concerned him personally it struck him as uniquely fortunate that his own advantage and that of the age should tally as it undoubtedly might in this instance which for arthur rattray was putting the matter in a rather high almost disinterested connection it is doubtful whether to this day mr rattray fully understands his rejection it was done so deftly so frankly yet with such a delicate consideration for his feelings he took it he assured himself afterwards without winking but it is unlikely that he felt sufficiently indebted to the manner of its administration in congratulating himself upon this point it may be too that he left miss bell with the impression that her intention never to marry was not an immovable one given indefinite time and indefinite abstention on his part from alluding to the subject certainly he found himself surprisingly little cast down by the event and more resolved than ever to make the editor-in-chief admit that elfrida's contributions were the brightest things in the paper and act accordingly he realized in the course of time that he had never been very confident of any other answer but nothing is more certain than that it acted as a curious stimulus to his interest in elfrida's work 
he had long before found a co-enthusiast in godlightly tick and on more than one occasion they agreed that something must be done to bring miss bell before the public to put within her reach the opportunity of the success she deserved which was of the order mr rattray described as screaming so far as the booming is concerned said mr rattray to mr tick i will attend to that but there must be something to boom we can't sound the loud tocsin on a lot of our own paras she must do something that will go between two covers the men were talking in golightly's room over easeful sunday afternoon cigars and as rattray spoke they heard a light step mount the stairs there she is now replied tick suppose we go up and propose it to her i wish i knew what to suggest rattray returned but we might talk it over with her when she's had time to take off her bonnet ten minutes later elfrida was laughing at their ambitions a success she exclaimed oh yes i mean to have a success one day but not yet oh no first i must learn to write a line decently then a paragraph then a page i must wait oh a very long time ten years perhaps five anyway oh if you do that protested golightly tick it will be like decanted champagne a success at nineteen twenty-one corrected elfrida twenty-one if you like is a sparkling success a success at thirty-one is well it lacks the accompaniments you are a great deal too exacting miss bell rattray put in those things you do for us are charming you know they are you are very good to say so i am afraid they are only frivolous scraps my opinion is this rattray went on sturdily you only want material nobody can make bricks without straw to sell and very few people can evolve books out of the air that any publisher will look at you get material for your scraps and you treat it unconventionally so the scraps supply a demand it's a demand that's increasing every day for fresh unconventional matter your ability to treat the scraps proves your ability to do more sustained work if you could find it get the material for a book and i'll guarantee you'll do it well elfrida looked from one to the other with bright eyes what do you suggest she said with a nervous little laugh she had forgotten that she meant to wait ten years that's precisely the difficulty said golightly running his fingers through his hair we must get hold of something said rattray you have never thought of doing a novel elfrida shook her head decidedly not now she said i would not dare i haven't looked at life long enough i've had hardly any experience at all i couldn't conceive a single character with any force or completeness and then for a novel one wants a leading idea the plot of course is of no particular consequence rather i should say 
plots have merged into leading ideas and i have none oh distinctly observed mr tick finally a plot is as vulgar at this end of the century as a as a dress improver to take a feminine simile rattray looked seriously uncomprehending and slowly scratched the back of his hand couldn't you find a leading idea in some of the modern movements he asked the higher education of women for instance or the suffrage agitation or university extension or bimetallism or eight hours labor or disestablishment elfrida laughed no mr rattray i don't think i could i might do some essays she suggested rattray tilting his chair back with his forefingers in the armholes of his waistcoat pursed his lips we couldn't get them read he said it takes a well-established reputation to carry essays people will stand them from a lang or a stevenson or that obiter dicta fellow not from an unknown young lady elfrida bit her lip of course i am not any of those miss bell has done some idyllic verse volunteered golightly the girl looked at him with serious reprobation i did not give you permission to say that she said gravely no forgive me but it's true rattray he searched in his breast pocket and brought out a diminutive pocket-book may i show these two little things i copied he begged selecting a folded sheet of letter-paper from its contents this is serious you know really we must go into all the chances elfrida had a pang of physical distress oh she said hastily mr rattray will not care to see those they weren't written for the age you know she added forcing a smile but rattray declared that he should like it above all things and looked the scraps gloomily over one elfrida had called a street minstrel seeing him unresponsive golightly read it gracefully aloud one late november afternoon i sudden heard a gentle rune i could not see whence came the song but tranced stopped and listened long and that drear month gave place to may and all the city slipped away the coal-carts ceased their din instead i heard a bluebird overhead the pavements black with dismal rain grew gently to a country lane plainly as i see you my friend i saw the lilacs sway and bend a blossoming apple orchard where the chimneys fret the foggy air and wide-mown fields of clover sweet sent up their fragrance at my feet and once again dear phyllis sat the thorn beneath and trimmed her hat long looked i for my wizard bard i found him on the boulevard and now my urban hearth he cheers singing all day of sylvan years right thankful for the warmer spot a cricket by july forgot tick looked inquiringly at rattray when he had finished elfrida turned away her head and tapped the floor impatiently with her foot isn't that dainty demanded golightly 
dainty enough rattray responded with a bored air but you can't read it to the public you know poetry is out of the question poetry takes genius golightly and elfrida looked at each other sympathetically mr tick's eyes said how hideously we are making you suffer and elfrida's conveyed a tacit reproach travels would do better rattray went on there's no end of a market for anything new in travels go on a walking tour through spain by yourself disguised as a nun or something and write about what you see elfrida flushed with pleasure at the reckless idea a score of situations rose before her thrilling dangerous picturesque with a beautiful nun in the foreground i should like it above all things she said but i have no money i am afraid it would take a good deal rattray returned that's a pity it disposes of the question of travelling though for the present and elfrida sighed with real regret it's your turn tick suggest something rattray went on it must be unusual and it must be interesting miss bell must do something that no young lady has done before that much she must concede to the trade granting that the more artistically she does it the better i should agree to that compromise said elfrida eagerly anything to be left with a free hand the book should be copiously illustrated continued rattray and the illustrations should draw their interest from you personally i don't think i should mind that her imagination was busy at a bound with press criticisms pirated american editions newspaper paragraphs describing the color of her hair letters from great magazines asking for contributions it leaped with a fierce joy at the picture of janet reading these paragraphs and knowing whether she gave or withheld her approval that the world had pronounced in favor of elfrida bell she wrote the single note with which she would send a copy to kendall and somewhere in the book there would be things which he would feel so exquisitely that the cover should have a french design and be the palest yellow there was a moment's silence while she thought of these things her knee clasped in her hands her eyes blindly searching the dull red squares of the lassa prayer carpet rattray said golightly with a suddenness that made both the others look up expectantly could miss bell do her present work for the age anywhere just now i think it's mostly book reviews isn't it and comments on odds and ends in the papers of interest to ladies yes not quite so well out of london but i dare say it could be done pretty much anywhere reasonably near then replied golightly tick with a repressed and guarded air i think i've got it End of chapter twenty three